ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Pity-yap, 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 let's go, let's look at the show. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. Pity-yap, 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 it's grand, just holding your hand. We're gliding along with the song of a wintry fairyland. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy cozy, are we? We're snuggled up together like two birds of a feather would be. Let's take that road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. This is In the Know for Wednesday, December 8th, the 342nd day of 2021. There are 23 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple, Android, and Spotify podcast, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Busy day yesterday, also kind of a disruptive day yesterday. We will also uh, talk with Colonel Debbie Childress, the director of the Grayson County Alliance. Our dear friend is back in studio to talk to you about uh, alliance needs this time of year and get caught up. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No Settling into my left Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. You you like to pride yourself on being uh, efficient and being a uh, well-informed uh, and um, a traveler, yes? Like, I think so. Especially at the airport. Oh, yeah. I noticed that you have this very keen ability that you start, when you enter security, you start scanning to see where the where the obstacles may be and trying yes. to avoid them. Well, but, I can recognize parents of small children mm-hmm. that do not have it together. Yeah. Well, people I'm not that parent. Yeah, people that don't travel frequently. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it just takes people longer if you don't do it frequently. Well, there are three tips to getting through airport security quickly, and you already do, I think, most of them. Uh, one, the key to speeding through is spot the right queue. So yep. look in the line, people who, with the most business travelers, go with the business travelers. Yes. They do it all the time. Number two, um, avoid families with young kids. Nothing yes. against them, but they just take longer because, well, there's just more to do. And then the final tip is keep an eye on TSA, the personnel. Look for the x-ray machines with one person because the ones with multiple people are probably training. And oh, it's so that person yeah. is new to the job and even they're new. I hadn't thought of that one. Had you? No, no. I, I normally not. I normally think more people is better, but no, one of them's probably training. So uh, just be careful about that. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sow nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. What's that on your shirt? Is that a C for Cooper? No. No, what is that? C for Center. C for Center. Okay, I just glanced at it in the corner there. No, I couldn't Cooper's really a see. Jaguar. It's, it's uh, got the Jacksonville Jaguar. No, I was just trying Come to see on. what C. I knew it wasn't Cougar. <laughs> it was the wrong. It was the wrong no, colors. I... Are you finished Christmas shopping yet? Uh. In the process. So the answer is no. (laughs) It's it's a yes or no question. If you're in the process, the answer is you're not finished. Uh, Before you kill yourself trying to find the perfect gift, you should know the top three presents that adults really want. If they could dictate which gifts they'd like to receive, people would choose electronics, Mm -hmm. then gift cards, and then jewelry. I'm out on the jewelry. Don't worry about the jewelry with me. 
Sam, that uh, that bracelet and gold chain that you got for me, you can take that. Back. I got you a big old earring. I don't want. I, if you're going, if you're getting or gold jewelry for me, right there, that, like you better the, go the full on. Piercing. You better go full on, Mister T, because I want to pity some yeah, fools. It's like the, sept, I, the septum piercing with a K one hundred five logo is, that can hang down like a bull tag. I, I want to pity some fools because I typically do. Uh, becoming sunny and a bit warmer today than yesterday. You've lived through the coldest day of the week, and you've lived through the cold, the lowest lows of the week, temperature-wise. We're going to see uh, some uh, warming trend over the next few days, especially into uh, Friday. The temperature is going to be nice on Friday, but you're not going to like the sloshiness that we're going to have. We're going to see a period of thunderstorms, maybe even two waves of those uh, coming up on Friday. We're going to see potentially some flash flooding on Friday, so it could get messy and yucky. Today, we'll see a mix of sun and clouds. 48 is the high, uh, right at the freezing mark overnight tonight with increasing clouds, mostly cloudy, 58 tomorrow, and then we'll step up again uh, onto Friday with a high of 71. But no one is escaping the rain on Friday, 100% chance of rain for the region. It's also National Winter Weather Awareness Week. Uh, National Weather Service is celebrating winter or observing, maybe more than celebrating. I don't think they have big parties and end up with lampshades on their heads and things. I, I think it's just... Never, have you ever been to a National those, Weather Service those, party? Those meteorologists can get... Uh, can get right. Winter Weather Awareness Week uh, with an eye on the future. Even southern Indiana is being disrupted by winter weather today. There are some schools on delays mm-hmm. because of uh, some uh, ice or uh, some black ice or small amounts of snow. But uh, this is just a good idea. Like this week is a good idea to kind of consider your plans for winter weather preparedness. Uh, finish outdoor cleanup work. Update your emergency plan. Check your emergency kit. Those, you know, people keep blankets and they might keep flashlights and maybe even MREs in their car or uh, something. This is a good week to do that. Have a separate emergency kit for your car or truck. And then uh, during winter months, keep your vehicle's gas tank at least half full. They don't they don't say you have to keep it full, but you do need to keep it half full because, you know, you never know where you might be stuck and you might have to idle for uh, for a long time. I know someone recently who let their vehicle idle all day and it ran out of fuel. So, if you have to idle for an entire day for some reason, you're stuck in you're traffic. Calling somebody out right now. You don't. It's not me. No, it's not her either. Okay. No, I it's, didn't know. it's it's not anyone that you know, Sam. Oh, well, so, that's even better. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, yesterday, um, big big meeting, uh, at least a teleconference meeting between President Biden and uh, Vladimir Putin of Russia, kind of a face to face two hour meeting, when President Biden was basically trying to tell Putin. Uh, to stay out of uh, the Ukraine, and that if they invaded the Ukraine, they were going to have the USA and European allies to deal with, that there would first be financial penalties uh, even more severe, that the Russian economy would uh, be uh, have a hard time bearing, and then uh, didn't rule out the idea of there being troops involved. Uh, basically, Russia doesn't want uh, the Ukraine to join NATO, and the Russians are saying, well, this is, uh, this is an aggressive move by NATO to grow into our region. You know, Ukraine used to be uh, part of the USSR. And so, but, but the Ukraine sees their future as being part of that North American treaty organization, that they could be strengthened and fortified uh, by joining that group. So it kind of depends upon your perspective. Is the Ukraine leaning this way, trying to join NATO, or is NATO leaning toward Russia, trying to get on the on the Russian front there? And that's where the uh, that's where the impasse is. But not, I mean, perhaps coincidentally, but I did strike it as odd. There's some saber rattling between the United States and Russia, and then yesterday afternoon, half the internet goes down. So, are those two things connected? Probably not, but it does make you think and go, what are those Russians doing to cause us uh, outages? There was a major outage yesterday with AWS, that's the Amazon Web Services, and it disrupted businesses across the United States, not all of them. And so it was kind of, it was almost a little bit odd. It was like dealer's choice. You could go to some websites and you had no problems and like it was fine, and then you went over here and it was, there's something wrong with your internet connection. Uh, no, there's something wrong with your internet connection. I, was say, I didn't have any issues at all yesterday. <laughs> I didn't know about it until late in the day. Yeah, I saw a news headline <laughs> come through that said something about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think everything's kind of 
uh, remedied this morning, from what I understand. Governor Bashir announced 2,728 new COVID cases and 59 new deaths yesterday. Positivity was 9.17%, which was up from 9.13% on Monday. Grayson County at 41.6%. So uh, there's your latest COVID metrics for those of you scoring at home. Uh, Kentucky's Capital and Capital Annex were placed on lockdown yesterday morning following a nearby police chase of an armed man. It really didn't have anything to do with the Capitol, but it ended up at the Capitol, Mm -hmm. and that's why it was concerning. Two men were fleeing from police in a stolen vehicle before stopping west of Capitol grounds. The men fled the vehicle on foot with one man shooting at officers. None were hit. Uh, An armed suspect was in the annex garage at one point before being apprehended. Both the Capitol building and annex were on lockdown. No visitors allowed to entry uh, before 9 a.m., Uh, It's 8 o'clock Central Time. The lockdown was lifted later on in the morning. The armed man was in custody while the other one, who went in the opposite direction of the Capitol, was still at large uh, as of, uh, I think, uh, late yesterday. That man did not fire shots at police. The detained suspect is a 23-year-old Joshua Gibson from Louisville. He was booked into the Franklin County Regional Jail on charges of fleeing, evading, trespassing, et cetera, et cetera. So I saw the governor and other state leaders yesterday praising the sheriff's office and the police, uh, the security forces that were involved there to try and uh, protect everybody there. Because, you know, you just never you never know these days um, those iconic buildings like that can become targets. So when you hear the Capitol's on lockdown, it certainly gets your attention. So, But it was an incidental it didn't. It just happened to be there. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a target. A man has been killed in an officer-involved shooting in Elizabethtown. State police post four PAO Scotty Sharp says at five forty-three uh, yesterday afternoon, the Elizabethtown Police Department requested state police investigate an officer-involved shooting. The CRT, uh, the KSP CRT, arrived on Pleasant View Drive, which is near uh, North Dixie Highway. In a residential area, found a deceased adult male. He was pronounced dead at the scene by the Hardin County Coroner's Office. The Elizabethan officer had been dispatched to the residence for a serious domestic violence offense. At some point, the officer fired his weapon, striking the man. The identity of the suspect not yet released and uh, pending an autopsy at the state ME's office. And then they will we'll release more information on that, I presume, later today or possibly tomorrow morning. Close to home, Grayson County voters at all 22 precincts will cast ballots on new voting machines in the 2022 primary election. A couple of weeks ago, we told you that the Grayson County Fiscal Court took action on a recommendation by uh, Clerk Charlotte Willis to replace. There was some grant money involved. A portion of this expenditure was going to be covered, I think it was some ARPA funds or maybe indirectly some ARPA funds. And um, so they made the decision to uh, get those. They were replacing 20-year-old machines, but found out yesterday, uh, she announced yesterday, that those will be in uh, possession of county government in time for yeah, I think the she May said elections. January 25th, which was kind of because she wasn't sure that they would be ready by May when she talked, what, a month ago, two weeks ago, whenever that was. As many people are acutely aware right now, if you want anything six months from now, you better <laughs> decide today. That you want it, but then you might be presently surprised. You might say, "Well, it might not be till summer till we get them." But then they may say, "Hey, we've got some ready for you right now." Just depending upon what it is that you're looking for. So I, it, the, do you have a voting machine on your Christmas list? Uh, I've I actually I updated my list and removed that. Now oh. that the county has some, I don't feel like I need one. Uh, now that the county has, I didn't good, know if you brought your ones. own. No, I no I typically uh, if I was if I was in charge of the voting machines. I mean, outcomes would be different in a lot of cases. Um, we wouldn't have to worry about Russian interference. It'd be Buckles interference. Yes, there would be. <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about Putin. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about Putin at all. You'd be having meetings with Biden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's good. I, I I think the timing of this is very good. I would be, if I were the clerk and overseeing elections in Grayson County, the worst case scenario would be if the machines arrived May fifth, because that's what she thought was going to happen. <laughs> you, you don't want them on the the on the the eve, and that's not technically the eve, but you don't want them three weeks before election day, and then go, well, here you go. Because that's what she'd said a couple of weeks ago. Is she thought it was going to happen, and she wasn't sure that they would have had the time to train on them. 
yeah. and training how to use them and, and all of well, that. Well, now there should be adequate uh, adequate time for that. The uh, time is right for Kentucky to make historic investments in education and build on the state's economic momentum, according to Governor Andy Bashir. He sat down for an interview yesterday. And he previewed some of the budget proposals he will present to the legislature early next year. He said, you are going to see in our next budget historic investments in education. He signaled that his education proposals to the legislature will include a pay raise for educators, along with retention programs to hold down teacher turnover in classrooms. It was it was Andy Bashir's uh, support and lobbying of the support of teachers that really ushered him into office. Uh, it, it became it really became a pro against educator type of messaging in that election of uh, of Bevan and and Bashir. It was because Matt Bevan had alienated teachers and lost their support. Well, lost most of their support, and so that uh, faction that that group just kind of lined up with Bashir, and he made some assurances to them on what it was it was his intentions to do. And he's kind of resuming that mantle and that messaging to try and fulfill those promises as he has, you know, 12, 14 months until they get into the next election cycle. You can you can see a pivot by the Bashir administration because they know they've got a long haul into the into the next uh, election day. They need to court as many potential voters as possible as soon as possible because he knows he'll face a Republican challenge. He just kind of needs to make his case to voters in a non-COVID type of in non-COVID type of world. Uh, it's interesting that the educational landscape that Andy Bashir inherited is completely different. Like it, it was almost a uh, the the way education has changed in the last two years. The model is completely different than it was, and we're going to have to reimagine the way that we approach education as a state, which means more money on it. Um, it's a combination of human resources. It's a combination of technological resources. It's most of our teachers now. I'd say almost all of them who've been in the profession more than two years came up in a model of where you go into a classroom and you have, say, 28 pupils that you're charged with leading on a day, you know, five days a week from 745 to 245 in the afternoon. And you go to lunch class and you go to your specials. And right, we've been doing that for centuries. And now this has turned this pandemic has turned education upside down where Teachers are trying to do it remotely, and they can't do it in the same way that they did, and measuring success is completely different. And how are we doing a good job? Are we not doing a good job? The metrics we have for determining success and failure are now invalid. And so it is a um, there are going to be lots of things we're going to do differently as a world, but something as seemingly straightforward as education is now anything but straightforward. My senior year of high school was when my high school announced that we could start bringing iPads to school with us. So it was kind of like right on the front edge of when they could do technology. And now it's, you know, everybody's got a piece of technology. And I'm curious to see because I kind of had to take a right turn to just go strictly into technology. And I think they're going to kind of curve back and try and find that happy medium of using that technology because it's great. Because, I mean, the way that I think about it is it's kind of like you could theoretically – uh, teach a class in broadcasting in Oregon at 2 o'clock this afternoon because you could hop on Zoom, get on the screen, and you could teach something like that when, mm-hmm. you know, five years ago that really wasn't the case. And that's really good about using that technology to the advantage. Miss Buckles, you could teach English in China. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I mean, you, you could, yeah, you know. And, you, you, and I, I think that's great, and I think it's just trying to find that happy medium of technology is a great asset, but too much of it I think can be a downside. Well, and – as much as I love the technology aspect, like aspect of it, I think you also need in person. I mean, you need that in person because some kids don't learn at the same level. Mm-hmm. Some kids can't just sit in front of a screen and be able to learn. We so, all learn differently. Yes, and it's important and, that. And uh, I think that's what's really good about the technologies because some kids do learn better. Sitting in front of the screen and doing it that way. Some and I do. think, and now we're kind of getting this instead of this is the way you're going to learn and you're going to like it. <laughs> we're we're kind of getting this nice little medium of we're going to find a way, the best way for you to learn. 
that's going to help us in the long run. Yeah, just the profession is going to change. The administration of education, the way we do it, and uh, they're they're short-staffed. They don't have the resources. They don't have the people resources that they need to do things the way they were doing them and then be ready to pivot to all of a sudden we're not going to school for a week because, but yet we still have to stay on track with our curriculum. And it's uh, it, to me it's an impossible proposition right now, the way that we have it imagined and dreamt up. In a lot of ways, I don't think there's an amount of money that would be too much for yeah, teachers probably, probably, to make. Probably, <laughs> probably. Or, or just to pump into education oh, to yes. get the no, desired. No. Oh, yeah. If it gets the desired result, you can't just continue to throw at it and, well, let's hope this works. You know, you want. You've got to have a return on the investment, which is future generations of Kentuckians who are educated, successful, and they choose to live here. That's what I love about Grayson County Schools, too, is that they put all the money into the Grayson County Technology Center Mm -hmm. because that's really good because not every student wants to go to college, but that allows you you to work on cars, to do all kinds of things. Uh, State officials are warning people about a counterfeit money scam. I'll just say this. If it's got my picture on it, it's worthless. So don't try and uh, don't try and use it as legal tender, but look for uh, prop copy in props we trust, or for motion picture purposes only. There's a lot of movie money I think that's uh, floating around, maybe in Kentucky that people are using. I thought you were the three dollar bill. Unsuspectingly, I'm the four dollar and fifty cent bill, oh. uh, which is you know helpful in a lot of cases. Oscar Schwebe scored twenty three, number ten Kentucky got all they wanted from Sean Wood's Southern team. 76-64 was the final. And then uh, the Cougars got a big win last night, Sam. 58-42 against Apollo. Really balanced scoring. Hunter Toms, River Blank, each with 14 points. Keegan Sharp with 13. It's a good win. A uh, good win for the Cougars. Apollo is uh, down again, but they are a lot better than they have been the past couple of years. So that, that'll end up being a good win. I'm out of time, but remind me before the show is over that we circle back to the birthday can- uh, the birthday candle and birthday cake story, okay? We it's very important we, we do that. We can do that. we got to get to a break. Debbie Childress, the director of Grayson County Alliance, is here, our friend and neighbor. She's going to be in studio and talk about uh, needs of the Alliance this holiday season. Hang around here on In the Know. Christmas tree day. It's a good day to put yours up if you haven't. It is also brownie day today, celebrating the chewy chocolate in a pan that you just can't quit eating. I do it's like brownies. brownie day today, mm. with or without nuts. Sam, what do you prefer? I uh, potato potato. Potato potato doesn't matter. No, you're an equal opportunity mm-hmm. brownie lover. Mm-hmm. Got it. It's also the day we say good morning and welcome back to our uh, dear friend and neighbor. Uh, Colonel Nana Debbie Childress, <laughs> the director of the Grayson County Alliance. Did I get all the words in there? You did. I, you I, did. Sal- I saluted you when you got here, so That's I guess right. I'm at ease for the yes. rest of the. Yes. Okay. Good. I, mean, I could salute you again if I need to. No. But then uh, you got called. You got called Nana. Yeah. This week, uh, which uh, put you over the moon. Yeah. And then uh, you've just got some exciting news to share about what you, you your I don't know if I want to call it a vocation, your passion, your passion project that you do at the uh, Alliance. But let's get caught up. Uh, it's good to see you again. Oh, it's nice to be seen. The last time that we, uh, I think the last time you visited in studio was uh, right before the Ducking Hunger Regatta, right. which is, you know, held Labor Day weekend uh, the last few years, become kind of a, a, a fixture of that weekend. It's a great race, too. What a great event. It was exciting. It uh, it came, it was like down to the wire. It was. It's it, it's a beautiful time together and a lot of fun for a very, very important cause. Did um, you were pleased with the response and the, uh, it came, I, I don't like to say things came off without a hitch, but you walked away and said, this is a great event. I can't wait to do it next year. Oh, absolutely. It, each year it just keeps getting better and better, and it's such a fun way to tackle such a difficult subject. Did um, Has anyone else made the bold move to make um, Quacky their Christmas tree topper the way we have? No, no. no. Uh, Ural's duck has been held up in such high honor I have been so blessed to see that every season and every reason your little 
sponsor duck has a home. <laughs> it uh, it's like uh, it's part of the family. So I we have to see it above my yeah, camera. There. You, it's off of there in the distance over uh-huh, Sam's absolutely. right shoulder. But we'll we'll get a picture of it for you uh, for you later. Uh, what's what's your fall like? Um, after the ducking hunger regatta, you get some warm weather. You have you know services that you vend, and then the weather changes and it starts to it starts to change uh, the way that you the way that you serve. What's the fall been like for you at the Alliance? Well, we uh, all year long hunger is the issue, the main issue we're tackling, and so we're with each seasonal change, we operate a little differently. But mainly, we've been able to stay the course for a year now on appointments only to bring clients in at an appointment time. It has worked for them. It has worked for us. It's helped us maintain those social distance and uh, alleviate the stress of parking over at our place. Uh, we know that we cause trouble in the neighborhood when we do special distributions of traffic for produce and bread. But um, pretty much it's been we've stayed the course all year with our process and have just benefited from it. Uh, the cold temperatures certainly bring a challenge inside the warehouse, just like the heat does, because our warehouse is not heated or, uh, fully and we don't have any air conditioning. So we just kind of go with the flow. The jackets came on. Yeah. And uh, the mittens are in our pocket as we go in the freezer. Uh, we just we just take care of business. Is it interesting to you to see the changes in the accessibility or the, I guess, uh, maybe more the availability of food where a lot of times in the summer you're very produce oriented and you have, you know, lots of things that are those uh, healthy fruits and vegetables that, you know, they're just kind of seasonal. And then when you get late in the season, you kind of pivot to more canned goods and more staple type of things. Do you enjoy seeing the seasons turn over like that in the, in the, the items that you're serving your families with? Uh, absolutely. We love taking advantage of the produce through those seasons. We have local growers. We have, we're part of uh, the farms to food banks through the Kentucky program, and uh, we take advantage of retail produce when that's available to us. Uh, we love that, uh, but yeah, in the winter, those things kind of go away a whole lot. We did get blessed last week with being able to do a special produce distribution because a company had bought that for us, and so as it comes, we give it out, and uh, we just take best use of every resource in every season. You you made mention to uh, causing chaos in the neighborhood from a traffic <laughs> standpoint. Uh, as a neighbor, let me tell you, you, you all have uh, also been able to master that setup as well. Um, there's no perfect solution to that. It's going to be what it's going to be. And no matter where you were doing it, it would cause traffic congestion. But it seems like by you've certainly learned by doing and you've kind of figured out how to make the most and best of it. Uh, but it also requires the comp- the cooperation of the people that you're serving. You know, when they queue up and line up, you need their help too, yes? <laughs> right. We, we always say don't block the road. I, I learned when I took my drive test it was illegal to block the road <laughs> and obey uh, our officers and their directions and uh, just be kind and considerate and if you can't get in line then go away for about 30 minutes come back I can guarantee you'll get through it was actually kind of good we hadn't seen congestion like that in the neighborhood for a while it usually gets it's attention to me. It, yeah it gets attention here in the buildings like oh there's a big one going on today or yeah. oh, we've never seen them pull there before or <laughs> you know so it's uh, as n- knowing the important work that you do uh, we don't we don't mind our lots your lot and and uh, and and you know that I do uh, I also get to see this time of year and it's not just this time of year but i i think people maybe make more of a uh, attempt this time of year you see corporate and civic groups who uh, decide they want to try and give back in some way they're, sometimes they're team building and morale uh, types of uh, events or projects but you really it's hard for you to function without really solid volunteer groups and you've been blessed by having some good ones yes absolutely just just recently rotary was at our office helping us get prepared for this week but I was glancing at our volunteer stats we've had uh, over uh, 5,000 hours just so far in volunteer hours given. And, and the value of that to the Alliance is over $100,000 in value. You know, it's, if those people were paid for their services, uh, that's what we'd have to come up with. So we cannot operate without volunteers. We There's only four of us on staff. I'm the only full-time staff person. And it without volunteers, the work does not get done. This community has such a sweet heart to not just... 
uh, give product or give money, but to give time. And that's all those three things together make us work. The and, and you do accept it, it doesn't just have to be a civic group or an organized group. You have individuals who oh, volunteer. Oh, absolutely. I have a particular individual, Irv Moore, who's been volunteering with Alliance for 20 years. Wow. And he's there uh, every Tuesday for distribution. And uh, he, he's uh, part of the VFW group that I met with last night. Uh, they made a uh, they got a foundation gift that they uh, directed in our, our path of $2,500 just last night. Uh, the VFW Litchfield Post is fantastic to us. Uh, Leo and Irv, they're just great. And it's all these groups, individuals, groups, uh, one-time volunteers or volunteers that come every month. It all matters. You have uh, you even you have volunteers also that maybe even don't ever step foot over on the property at the Alliance because you do distribution in other parts of the county through churches right. or other groups. So you geographically you take it to somewhere else where you're meeting the person in need, but you still got volunteers that are working kind of in orbit in the community around the Alliance. I, I think we have uh, twelve or thirteen off-site locations that our food is distributed through the hands of a, a different volunteer base uh, and governed by us. And uh, we have volunteers that serve out on our, our uh, teams uh, for Ducking Hunger, Art in the Park, and Empty Bowls uh, that's coming up. Uh, those people are planning that in the background. There are so many people you don't see. Our entire uh, board is volunteers. Uh, it's just amazing uh, the the mechanism of the alliance. Uh, a lot of people just see that that we're handing out food. They don't see the inner workings of how it takes. There is so much that goes behind what we do. Earlier this year, I, I believe it was in this calendar year. It's all sort of blurring together <laughs> over the last couple of years. Last two years have been ten years and two months all at the same time. Uh, I learned more through Commissioner Quarles' visit to your facility than I had ever known about it before, and I'm a neighbor across the street. But the ability for me to, through the lens of a camera, to be able to get a tour and get a walking description of everything that you do over there and where your storage is, and I learned more about that in that few minutes than I knew before, even though I've talked to you a hundred times about what it is that you all do. So I'm not going to say that these two things are connected, but I do know the more people that know about your facility and your structure and its limitations, the better it is for you. And maybe coincidentally, you've got some exciting news about your facility. I I do. And you're exactly right. The better people are informed about what we do, they can advocate with people they meet, but they also can get a real picture of what an independent nonprofit like the Alliance can do. Uh, People get confused. We're not a government agency. We serve a government program. We don't receive government funding. Uh, We are uh, uh, supported by our city and our county in that they they bring hands and feet. Uh, They uh, help us with different projects and things like that. But we are an independent nonprofit. So everything we do, we're fundraising for, we're writing grants for, we're reaching out to the community to help us do that. And yes, I am more than thrilled to say that in 2022, the Alliance is going to see a major change. We are going to be renovating the client side of the food pantry. That's wonderful. I'm looking at a floor plan, and uh, you mentioned a minute ago you didn't have heat or air. Well, not for long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because that's part of the grand right. plan yeah. in reimagining the uh the portion the portion of the facility that meets the that meets the families that you serve uh one of the things i see on here is something called an educational kitchen what uh, tell me the possibilities of what an educational kitchen can do for you so we historically have done classes, and that's just wherever we could have a table and a place and have people uh, gather around to do classes. The extension office is a huge partner with us uh, for that. Uh, with, no matter the class, we've had a health department out, but we want this to be an intentional room. So we we city our classroom as our kitchen slash classroom area, so that we'll be able to bring. Uh, We've already started our nutritional classes back, but we'll be able to step up the game again. We'll be able to have Robin or Natalie come and actually prepare a class, a food, to demonstrate here's maybe what you got for the month or what you're going to get this month in your box. Here's how you can make it go further. Here, here's how you can make it taste 
even more appealing to your family. Here's how you can meet the dietary needs within your family. If you need to reduce the sodium or you need more diabetic friendly, here's how you can address that in that educational classroom that is also a kitchen. And whether, or if we're doing a car seat safety with the health department, they have an opportunity to have a space to talk to people and do those little one-to-ones that are so important when people have a question. We have been successful in the past with educating, and that is part of our vision. We're feeding our community, but we're teaching life skills, and we want to empower family stability. So we're super, super excited about what this renovation will do for all those. I hope that over the last few minutes, everything you've heard about the Alliance has served as an invitation to let you know there is an opportunity for you to contribute in some way, whether it's volunteer, whether it's financially, uh, whether it's through advocacy. There are plenty of opportunities, but specifically during the holiday season, Debbie, what what can we do to help the Alliance? Well, we need, we need your financial investment in both our ability to, uh, in 2022, purchase food, uh, as those prices raise for individuals, they also raise for us as we have to reach out and purchase some of our food uh, to donate to a food drive uh, any time during the year. Uh, we're blessed to have our middle school just did 5,505 pounds of food. That was a record for their giving to us. Uh, and kudos to those kids being model servants early in life. Uh, we we need that all year long. We we need that now. So if you want to give food, if that's how you want to help us, you know, we could use box side items. Uh, we could use uh, like canned soup or the, the bag mix soup. Those would be things I, I don't have as much of. Or even consider maybe spices, uh, you know, taco seasoning, all those seasoning things mm-hmm. that, you know, make food taste good. Uh, we give the best we can, but we can't give everything. We are only given supportive food. We're not meant to feed families. Right. But honestly, so many families are depending on us for uh, that, that that bulk of what they get. So we're doing the best we can. We want to make it go further. Uh, but just knowing that every dollar you invest in the Alliance, 96 cents of that is going towards that client services because we have only four staff people and we have all these fantastic volunteers uh, so we're making best resource of what people to give. A lot of people thinking about end of the year giving right now. And um, we estimate that our uh, renovation project will cost us $175,000. And uh, that project's led, out, led by a board member, uh, Marvin Patterson, here. And we're just going to take it step by step. But we've said 2022 has, is going to be the return to real uh, change in what we do so that the positive impact that we're making is multiplied. Until there's a day when no one needs your services, let's continue to support them in the best way that we can. And we'll hope eventually that you're not needed. Yeah, I'll find something else in, to do. In, in the meantime, though, you're <laughs> very, you're vital. Oh, you're vital to me. what we do. Uh, so yeah, we're out of time, kind of running long. But you you have a bag over there that I, I you do. can't bring a bag to the studio on me not be curious. So I do. So I, I thought of each of you uh, with specials. Oh. I know some of you were struggling. Dr. Pepper. And uh, how my... did you know Sam like Dr. Pepper? I, I listen. Uh, I listen. Uh, I, I pay attention. I say, that is my go-to I, for sure. I, <laughs> I send some love every way. Oh my goodness. I got. I got a, little, got a little something for Miss Christie. I heard she's a ginger ale fan. She is a ginger ale but fan. But I'm not she done there. Okay. Miss Alaya, I thought of oh, her. Mercy. I know how she likes to make and do. She does. So we got a little snowman kit for her. And then a little challenge reading for you with her, uh, the Veggie Tales. Love Veggie Tales. I, I think you're going to have some great voiceovers in this one, <laughs> and some uh, some fun with that. So it's that's, perfect for early readers. That, mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, you guys are awesome. So I got you a little awesome card. But uh, then, so that you can, uh, if you ha- ever have a co-host or somebody that's giving you trouble, and you just need them to take a moment. And uh, here's a little here's a little chocolate hearts with a message in there that you can help uh, anyone that you might need to just take a breather on the mic. And then wow. I, because I love your tree, I got you an ornament I made for your tree. Oh, does it smell good? Uh, well, don't sniff it too hard. It's painted. Okay. Uh, and then because I know sometimes we're all stressed out. And we really need to think that we're somewhere else, even here in Kentucky in the winter. So I painted a little beach scene. Uh, and oh. so you can have a little tiny art right here in uh, the the office. And it's called Relax. 
I'm already relaxed. I was just so, sat over here. So I a little beach what, scene to I help you out. Seeing so. that scene has made me so relaxed. Just, just a little blessing. You're so considerate and um, and thinking of each of us to bring those in. Yes, thank you. Um, you, uh, We love you, and we love the work that you do, and you're a wonderful neighbor, and we can't wait to see the exciting things God has planned for you in 2022. Amen. Merry Christmas and thank blessings you. to Merry all. Merry Christmas to you. That's uh, Debbie Childress, the director of Grayson County Alliance. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Let it go, let it go, can't hold me back anymore, let it go, let it go, turn away and slam the door. Did you know the hashtag on your keyboard is called an octotroph? O-C-T-O-T-R-O-P-H, octotroph. Four lines? Or eight, eight, eight. No, be nine nine cubes. Nine cubes. You know, you got uh-huh. this basically your tic tac toe board. But in my lifetime, so in fifty years, the octotroph Pounds has them. probably had the greatest arc of any character in the English language. So you know, it's it's the tic tac toe board, as you know. But then it became the pound sign. So when cell phones thirty years ago became more everywhere, then you hit pound and then whatever, and then now it's the hashtag. I mean, name another car- name another symbol in the English language that has really gone from goat to hero, like zero to hero, in such a short period of time. I I can't think of one. Yeah, nor can I. It's quite remarkable. Yesterday, during the internet outage, the great internet outage of December 2021, some other people who got nervous were people who were waiting in the virtual line to score tickets to Adele's Vegas residency. So the virtual queue started last week where you had to basically line up in line, online, and then people who were fortunate then got selected and said, we're going to set appointments with you. And then when you get an opportunity, you'll be able to buy for your dates that you want. And then you'll make your decisions then. Well, the problem is those were supposed to start yesterday. And so the ticket, the because of the AWS outage, the ticket on the on-sale tickets, reportedly, were four hours late, which I would imagine anybody who had one of those appointments in that four-hour window were really sweating. Because if you're somewhere at your desk waiting for your appointment and you can't get there, you think it's your problem, not that the Internet is out. So I can see where it probably caused a huge amount of uh, frustration. But for those of you who were fortunate enough to get tickets, congratulations. I was up, by the way, I was already told that I was too deep in the virtual queue in order to get an appointment. So even, (laughs) even if those people, even if a bunch of people pass, the -hmm. only way I'm going to get to go is secondary market or if she extends her residency. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. I need a goal out there to work, you know, well, maybe she'll be lucky. Would she need to extend it another week? If she would just extend it one (laughs) week, we would be golden. We'll, We'll put a call in. I mean, can I get one Adele to talk to another Adele? And oh, they're tight. Leverage, they have a they have a conference every year. Leverage and lean on. Um, I mean, I know the flying the not the flying nun. The yeah, that's right, isn't it? Or the no, the, the flying sing- nun was Sally Field. Uh, the, the guitar of the yeah, singing nun or something. The singing nun and her Dominique. The singing nun Dominique. Her uh-huh. uh, guitar is named Adele. Uh-huh. Like, can I prove my worth? Being uh-huh. able to. People's Choice Awards were last night. The movie of 2021 was Black Widow. The comedy movie of 2021 was Free Guy. Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, the number one action movie. The drama movie was Cruella. Luca won Best Family Movie. Dwayne Johnson for Jungle Cruise won the male movie star of 2021. Scarlett Johansson for her role in Black Widow was the winner of the female movie star of 2021. And I saw it was really neat. Uh, the Rock got the People's Champion Award, yeah, and you know, as because he was the People's Champion, and it's just kind of the tie-in b- between that. But he gave his award when he received it. He gave it to a Make a Wish kid who was in the audience. 
So he just oh, took his awesome. award and he handed it to somebody who's, you know, wish it was to go to that award show. So I thought that's pretty cool. My mom yeah. did say, you're right, singing nun. Yeah, singing nun, yeah. Good. I knew Sally Field, but I thought the flying nun. Uh, so uh, good looking there on uh, on The Rock and uh, continuing to do good work and uh, look out for his fellow man. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. ponder for today it's hard to kill should we retire the blowing out of birthday cakes tradition i've been on the fence about this for quite some time it is kind of nasty in a time when we're all worried about germs and transmission and the the tradition that says here Blow these candles out and spit all over this birthday cake, <laughs> and then let's slice it up and let's all eat it. Is a problem for like how did I do agree? Why are we just now thinking of this? So why don't we just give the birthday person a cupcake? Yes, that's kind of what we've been doing at our house. Yeah, a little, get, like, a little more. I feel like for the most part too, it's like younger kids too, and then they yeah. they don't have like the whole. Listen, the baby wants the whole cake though, but she's oh, yeah. going to eat the whole cake anyway, so she yeah, can have she, it. That's she can have it. But, yeah. but for adults, just kind of let's just do individual cupcakes. Let's blow the candle out and let's. But here's another problem: if you've not seen this video online, there is a terrifying video that shows a mom setting hair her her hair on fire while she was blowing out birthday candles. It was a Utah mom, a birthday celebration turned disastrous. She leaned into the cake to blow it out. She was holding it in front of her. She leaned over to blow it out, and her hair caught on fire, and then it singed her eyebrows and her eyelashes on her side. And so is this yet another reason to not do, or is that user error? Are we just going to say she... Mm. I mean... I mean, here's here's a still of the video, so you can imagine what happened from there. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of candles. It's a lot of candles. It's a lot of hair. But, you know, yeah. I don't have the problem of leaning over my hair getting in things. I don't usually either. So. Yeah, I don't know. Nor do I. On television tonight, CBS has Survivor. The castaways need to alter their plans after the winner of the immunity challenge throws a wrench in their next big move. We just got caught up last night on last week's Survivor, so uh, I guess we're all primed there's up. There's some controversial people this year, right? I was I was hearing that. Isn't there somebody that I don't know if they've been out, but that people don't really like, but it's a good character? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that almost kind of varies week to week. Because uh-huh. um, I feel like every Survivor needs the one that everybody doesn't like, but yet likes at the same time because they don't like them. Yeah, I... It's, I, I get frustrated with the social aspects that find their way into the game, mm-hmm. but really the game at its roots is a game of politics and social and you know uh, alliances. And but, but this, I mean, this, there's a lot of moving parts to this season. There are a lot of trap doors. You may think you know how to play the game, and then all of a sudden the trap door opens and you fall through the fall through to you know Hades or wherever. On Fox, season one finale of Alter Ego. On the CW, it's Christmas Around the World. On Lifetime, Christmas with a Crown. And on CMT, has a CMT, a Tennessee kind of Christmas. So, you know, you all sit around in a rocking chair and around a Charlie Brown tree, chewing beech nut and drinking Jack Daniels. That's a Tennessee kind of Christmas. Listening to some Dolly? No, I didn't even want to. I don't want to insult Dolly that way. Maybe yeah. some taffy. <laughs> I do like taffy. You can have my taffy, Sam. You don't like taffy? Nah. Saltwater taffy? I like seeing them pull it there in Gatlinburg. I mm-hmm. like to see the machines and it mm-hmm. go over the deal, but nah, I don't want any taffy. But no, he doesn't. It's one of my favorite references to make during a basketball game. Is that the game's like pulling taffy. Because <laughs> it's stretching in and out. Well. All right. That's a very astute observation on your part, uh-huh. Sam. <laughs> uh, today's highlight in history. That's a, I mean, it's a, I can't think of a better metaphor. So good. Uh, in a, 1941, the United States entered World War II as Congress declared war against Imperial Japan a day after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Beethoven's Seventh Symphony uh, premiered, was first performed in Vienna 
this date in 1813. Beethoven. Uh, John Lennon was killed this date in 1980. President Reagan, Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev signed a treaty this date in 1987. Birthdays today, actor Kim Basinger is 68 today. Actress Terry Hatcher is 57. Sinead O'Connor is 55. Gone But Not Forgotten, Eli Whitney in 1765. Adele Simpson was born this date in 1903. Another Adele. Yep, just making my case for all the Adeles that I know. She she was a fashion designer. She gave the post-war U.S. its own couture identity. Hmm. So there you go. Sammy Davis Jr., born in 1925. Flip Wilson, born in 1933. David Carradine in 1936. Greg Allman in 1947. Uh, Sam Kennison in 1953. A lot of Gone Forgotten's on today. And also our good friend Steve Meredith. Oh, was, yes, today, today was his birthday. Today yes, was his birthday. Exactly so. right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Let's go to Chart Toppers and try to sneak one of those in before we get, a, get away for the day. James Darren, number one at 61 with Goodbye Crew World. I'm off to join the circus. The world must have been a different place when you opted, when your go-to move was to join the circus. Like when you decided that you were going to blow town, you're going to go, I'm tired of this town. What are my ambitions? What can I do to improve my status in life? Here's an idea. Join the circus. Do you? Do, do people do that today? Do people join the circus? I actually, uh, somebody I used to work with at a, at a restaurant recently during the, joined the circus, like two months ago. That's really? not even a joke. Yes, not even a joke. As a what? Uh, I think one of the acrobats. Okay. All right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm not even like, that's, that is serious. But it wasn't one of those deals where the circus came to his or her town. That I don't And know. said... I'm leaving. I'm leaving with you all when you pick when you break stakes and tear down your tents. I'm going with you. Now that I don't know. That I don't know. Uh, the Partridge Family, number one in 1970. You meet interesting people in the restaurant business, but <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, yes. I wasn't in it very long, but it left indelible impressions upon me. Oh, and I, I love the stories you know that you hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Life lessons you learn. My sister Martha and I got into a debate. It wasn't a heated debate. It was a friendly debate. Uh, Friday evening at dinner on who could break down a salad bar better. Uh, I was I was taught the Druthers way. She was taught the Golden Corral way. Mm. So we didn't have a salad bar. Yeah. No. Listen, well, I, I understand she had a lot more volume to I, break down. I'll uh, you I'll grill you. I'll, I'll grill you with a burger though. <laughs> I can do that. The Commodore's number one still in 1979. All right, out of time for today. NBC Prolo. Maybe, maybe Martha and I should have like a challenge. Maybe we should. I would love to see, see if that. we could stream it via K105 Digital Productions. Break down a salad bar. So, are those even allowed anymore? Uh, depending upon where you travel in the United States, <laughs> like in Alabama, they've sprung up everywhere. California, I think no, I, I actually might have a connection on where you can where we can set this up at. Okay, uh, MB's pearl of wisdom for today: If you can't outplay them, outwork them. If you can't outplay them, outwork them. MB's pearl of wisdom for today: Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.